Hey guys, welcome to Chat with KST. I'm your girl K, and this is our entertainment podcast where we discuss the celebrities and all the different controversies they have going on in the media. And you know, we just kind of discuss the topics, right? Now, um, what I would advise is, you know, grab your trips, grab your water, grab your coffee, and just chill out for, like, the next hour or so. Um, Now, today is Thursday, November the 2nd. So, we are starting off the month. I didn't show up on the 1st, but here we are um, starting out the 2nd of the month. Now, we are close to the end of the year. However, I don't think it's ever too late to, you know, have a little refresher, right? So since it is the first of the month, I mean, set those goals, do those things, right? Now, with that being said, I wanted to share the quote of the day with you guys. And the quote of the day actually comes from Steve Jobs. And what Steve Jobs said was, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Now, to me, I feel like um, what he's essentially saying is, hey, look, we don't have much time here on earth, and the time that we do have, we shouldn't waste it trying to be someone else's idea of perfect. We shouldn't try to waste it um, by forcing, like, trying to live up to certain societal norms. I feel like um, he's also trying to say, we shouldn't waste our time looking at other people's version of success and then think that that is going to work out for us and bring us success as well. So I think this is just a reminder that, hey, we should remain authentic in who we are, what our dreams, goals, um, ambitions, and everything that we want for our own selves and live that authentically, right? And embrace the little time that we do have here on earth. But anyway, let's jump into these topics. What we're going to do is we're going to start exactly where we left off last time, which was with this main shooting. So according to the Shade Room, main shooting suspect Robert Card has reportedly been found deceased of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So according to the shade room, this person who is suspected to have killed 18 people and injured 13 in a mass shooting at a bowling alley um, has now decided that he wanted to off himself. Now, this is just a reminder to us that, hey, look, life, the world out there, it's never safe, right? We tend to feel like, hey, you know what? These mass shootings, they only happen at schools or they will only happen as happen at certain places. But I feel like it's just a reminder that you got to stay prayed up because you could literally go outside just to have drinks, just to have fun, just to go bowl. And it could be your last day here. You know what I mean? So, I mean... How I really feel about Mr. Robert Card, I'm not gonna say it here because it's it's it is very very bad, you know. 
But anyway, let's move on. According to the neighborhood talk, right? Um, Jay-Z says that the Renaissance World Tour is Beyonce's best tour. Also expresses how proud he was of Blue Ivy to perform in front of thousands of people. I know how frightened she was. She wanted to do to do it the first night. Joining wife Beyonce on her Renaissance World Tour. Welcome to the Renaissance. Listen, I felt so proud. Yeah. I, I want to know what it felt like for you watching her, your wife, and your daughter on stage. What that meant to you and what that felt Two. like. That's a, thank you for that question, by the way. One, first part, my wife just, you know, I know how hard she works. Yes. For me, it was, it's uh, her best talk. That's her best And it's hard to I like, so too. and it's hard to like really like compare them because they all have the different things of like genius. But this one to me felt like the most complete. And, and on top of it, how inclusive it was and the story of her Uncle Johnny yes. and like Johnny just how, dress. And yes. how everything just came about. And which goes to from Johnny, the ancestors, to Blue. Mm -hmm. And Blue, what makes me super like proud and like, you know, I still get goosebumps seeing her walk on stage is because Blue's been born into this world that she didn't act. She's been born into a life she didn't act. So, so since she was born, she's been in like scrutiny and public eye and everyone having an opinion of, you know, even a little girl, how she keeps her hair. Uh -huh. So for her to be on that stage and reclaim her power and the song is called My Power oh, and yeah. like it just, I you know. can't write a better script. And then watching her grow in it. You know, she came out, she's 80,000 people. She's 11, so she's nervous. She, she's looking like- Was she nervous? I know, she I know her. She didn't look nervous. She, I know her. Yeah, I know so you So I do. know how nervous she, she was. was. You yes. know, I know how frightened she was. But she and then, did it, but she, And she wanted to do it. She wanted to do it the first night. And we was like, okay, if this is something you want to do, you can't just go out there. You got to go work with the dancers and go work and she worked every day and watched her work hard she had like a little icy pack thing Aww. on her back someday this year jay-z opted oh i feel like that was a very very beautiful moment um with jay-z i feel like because jay-z has reached a level of success that he has reached and also because he has grown older wires and more mature i don't think he is plastered all over the media like back in the day, right? I feel like he has um, done his due diligence to kind of stay out of reach as it pertains to blogs and stuff like that. So I feel like when he does pop pop his head out and he has like a moment where he speaks authentically about his wife in blue and just kind of like hearing his perspective, it's, it's a very like shifting um, viewpoint, right? Because speaking on blue ivy and her being criticized right some people were saying hey you know blue ivy's moves are this and just looking at him and him saying hey like she's been criticized like forever it like made me start thinking blue ivy like she was being criticized since she was in the stomach like they said beyonce wasn't even pregnant 
So um, I can definitely understand now the stress of, like he said, not asking to be born into this world or being born into this life where, you know, people are consistently just super critical of you. But I feel like um, it's great seeing Jay-Z Beyonce and Blue come such a far way and it's crazy how you know we can sometimes outdo ourselves and I feel like that's what Beyonce has done with this renaissance tour um in terms of you know like looking at her a lot her uh, her older tours and stuff like that it's like this one I feel like she brought her all in terms of her performance which she always does but also like controlling the media right and the coverage on her tour I feel like she did a really really good job on that so shout outs to Beyonce all right let's see all right so Dwight Howard um Yes, we're going to be covering Dwight Howard for a little bit because, hey, you know, um, people are talking and Dwight Howard isn't taking the quiet approach to it. He's taking the approach of he's going to respond. So according to the Neighborhood Talk, interviewer explicitly asks Dwight Howard if he's gay. Dwight refuses to answer what I do in my personal life is nobody's fucking business. Um, wow. I I think um, the interviewer may have balls of steel because I feel like sometimes people want to ask these explicit questions, but then it's like you kind of side eye the person who actually has the cojones to ask. But let's see how this interview went. Mr. Dwight Howard, man. Let's give a live hand clap for Mr. Dwight Howard. Now, you're going viral, bro, for a lot of things. So I just got to just gotta ask for the people. Me, personally, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck, right? But they say this is the safest time. Are you gay, bro? Is this what you want to talk about? No, I don't want to talk about that, so bro. So then why are we talking about it? Because you went viral off of that, bro. I've so been thing... viral for a lot of things. And, and I want to talk about that, too. And what my what I do in my personal life is nobody fucking Thank you. Business. Thank you. That, I, I so, just want you to answer so, that. No, no, I, I, I keep I, going. It's nobody, it's nobody business. Right. And if you inquire, why? Why? Because I was <laughs> just explaining to other people. Tell, why? Tell, why? Oh, for, not for me. Not for me. I don't give a fuck, bro. I want to talk basketball. Just chilling. Mr. Dwight. Okay. And Dwight, he was straightforward. I think um, based on the clip, I, I can sense a little bit of defensiveness um, in his tone, in his mannerisms. And I feel like being put in the situation that he's put in, there will be be like some kind of defensiveness there however i think he articulated his truth like hey look mind your business is really none of your fucking business and that's just his truth so um and i think too what happens is when that first person does something or 
crosses a boundary or whatever, like we can sometimes make an example out of them, right? So now anyone else who decides to interview Dwight Howard knows not to ask that question, right? So um, that's there. Okay, now let's take a look at Young Miami and Diddy. According to Hollywood Unlocked, Young Miami says she and Diddy still go together real bad. But wants to settle down, can't be a city girl forever. Got a couple more questions. When does the city girl know she want to settle down? Because we could clearly see you settle down. Carisha is always tweeting about wanting to settle down. Like, oh, you're so shady. What was the last tweet she just said the other day? Something about she not sharing her man no more. I'm not sharing my next nigga. Yeah, yeah. And then it was something else about dick. What was it? Oh, what? I said I um, I was so frustrated I wanted some dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should have let Lauren ask that question about the man. The shut dick, up, man. You know he 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 really is a city girl though. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and what happened? When you say just <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a city girl. What happened? And... <laughs> oh my god! But but are are you ready to settle down? <laughs> um yeah, I'm about to be thirty. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, eventually, like I got, I got kids and then my son got a father. So eventually he's like, he need like a father figure. Mm-hmm. I need to settle down, show them like, you know, I can't be a city girl forever. So yeah. If, when it's not real bad no more, right? Cause you know, you go together real bad. Mm-hmm. When it ain't real bad no more, what mm-hmm. is it? What you mean? Like, you what elaborate it, more. Like what is it when it's not real bad no more? I mean, mm-hmm. so we go together. We've got a couple more questions. When does the city girl know she want to settle down? Cause we. Okay, um, I think it's fair enough that Young Miami has decided that, hey, I'm like at an age now and I would prefer to be in a relationship where it's long term, right? Where we're planning for our future, right? Where like she's looking for the end all be all her marriage and stuff like that and saying, hey, you know, all this city girl stuff. I can't do that forever. And I think sometimes like when people have these moments of epiphanies in front of us, it can sometimes go over our heads, right? So I feel like um, just listening to her and understanding what she's saying is like, yeah, getting the body done is fine. Being in the clubs all the time is fine. Being a player and dating this guy, that whatever, whatever, whatever is fun and fine. But there is going to come a point where it's not really that fun and you are going to want to settle down or you're going to meet that person that you want to throw it all in for. So maybe, you know, the city girl life is not all that is hyped up to be because I feel like in today's society, we tend to hype up the city girl life, but the traditional like stay at home and stuff like that. And look, I'm a homebody, right? So um, I kind of, <laughs> understand where like people be like oh um you know like <clears throat> they're boring da, 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 da. so I mean look here Carisha is saying city girl life you know can't last forever all right so DJ Academics and Saucy Santana has been going back and forth. Now, I could not tell you what initiated this 
back and forth between Saucy and DJ Academics. If I make an assumption here, I would say DJ Academics was on his platform, given his um, his critique, and Saucy Santana in some way, shape, or form took offense to it. But let's roll the clips and see what really started the mess, right? Academics, you keep talking about what the fuck Carisha said to you, what the fuck how Carisha put about you, is how she put about you. Me being her best friend, that don't have nothing to fucking do with me. In the hood and in a lot of urban cultures, when you see boys that are acting feminine, that are being messy, that are being extra and doing fag shit, that's what you address them as. Even as me being a gay man, I don't move like a fag. And it's a lot of other gay boys that's feminine or whatever, but everybody don't move like fags. You move like a fag, and that's why bitches is always calling you that. It don't have nothing to do with nobody else. You always on the internet starting shit with bitches. I wake up this morning, you starting shit with Glorilla, a girl. What the fuck is you bothering her for? What the fuck is you doing interviews? Keep talking about young Miami for you think nobody gonna press you up. And that's the motherfucking problem. We was hoping to see you at the Roots picnic, but apparently it was the it was the wrong day. You nobody don't ever know where you at, but we all have public flyers and posters on our motherfucking page. So Tuesday, young Miami has a party in, in, in Miami. She having a Halloween party. Pull up on us. Pull up and come and, and come holler. And it's nothing behind us. Academics, you keep talking about what the fuck Carisha said to you. What the fuck how Carisha put about you? It's nothing for young Miami to ever say to you because she a girl. You a man. You a nigga. And you on and you doing an interview talking about oh I was about to beef with Santana but I had to I had to ball I had to bow down because I was gonna lose. So you mean to tell me you could publicly bully a bitch on the internet every motherfucking day, but you don't want to get in, you don't want to get into a spat or a combat or a physical altercation with a motherfucking gay boy. But you like to argue with bitches though. Stop playing with people. The bitches don't play on the internet. So Carisha got a party on Tuesday in Miami. And pull up. If you don't have to send it to her, come and address me. Come and address the niggas that's going to be in the motherfucking room. Stop playing games on the internet. And then you wonder why bitches calling you boxy boys and bags and punks because you're drama filled and you only fuck with bitches. You only arguing with bitches all motherfucking day. I'm a nigga. I don't even do that. I'm a gay boy and I don't even fuck with bitches all day. Bitch, I really like to slap the shit out of out of niggas, bitch. Since I was a kid, that's what the fuck I do since high school. I fought boys. I never fought bitches a day in my motherfucking life. I, I don't even argue with bitches as much as you. And you're supposed to be the straight one. So stop doing all the cap. Pull up. We got posters. Pull up on Tuesday in Miami and settle that. It's nothing for young Miami to ever say. I want to talk about. Okay. So um, let's take a look. I feel like he was in some way, shape, or form defending young Miami. Right, but let's read this um, neighborhood talk right up. Oop, young Miami with a message to academics after he says they they rose to fame by having good writers and not doing the work. The city girls are completely over. Oh, that's what you said. All right. What the city girls? I'll briefly talk about the city girls, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I think the city girls are completely over with. And they did the most pathetic interview I just seen recently. And we, we need to hold some of these some of these um makeshift makeshift um chameleon non-talented lazy non-passionate people accountable. You see the city girls are the definition of people who have gotten to places in their career without ever really doing the work. Let me be very, very clear about that. 
the city girls are a byproduct of good writers, good people that put image around them, people that branded them the city girls. There's nothing the city girls has actually ever really did for their fucking self. Uh, I want to talk about the city girls. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, let's jump into it, right? We now have a better understanding as to what's going on with DJ Academics and Saucy Santana. Um, as for my opinion on this, I do feel as though Saucy has to realize that DJ it's DJ Academics job, like to give his commentary, right? And if he's given his commentary and it's not uh, the most positive thing, then I don't think you should attack him, right? I think a lot of times people um, lash out at other people when they speak the truth or speak something that kind of hits home for them. I don't feel as though DJ Academics is the only person who has expressed feeling as though the city girls just aren't city girls in like the city girls should be city girls in, right? With that being said, I do feel like um, the Bati boy comment a couple um, months ago from Miss Carisha was very disrespectful to DJ Academics. Like, it's different. If I, like, call you out your name, then call me out my name. However, if I'm just saying, okay, hey, this is what I've observed based on on what you've produced, based on what you've provided me with, then that's just my opinion. We can agree to disagree. However, when I give you constructive criticism and you decide that you want to attack me instead of looking at the criticism itself, then I feel like you 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 feel like the criticism kind of hits home right and with that being said let's move on because there's a couple more things i wanted to say about the whole saucy santana stuff um with the whole um saucy santana i just feel like like it's like it's like every time you look up, it happened with Drake and Joe Button the other day. Now it's happened with DJ Academics and Young Miami and um, Saucy Santana. It's like people are allowed to give you constructive criticism. People are allowed to say, "Hey, what you've given us, what you've produced to us, uh, is not to proper standard." Right. Because when like when you go to a corporate job, right, you are supervised by your super by your manager or whomever who says, hey, the job that you're doing is good or is either good or not. When you open your business, your 
work or what you produce is judged based on how many customers and how many people decide to come back. I feel like in the industry, people don't want to receive feedback. They want to put together whatever they want to put together and just give it to you. And they have to understand that, hey, look, not everybody's going to like everything that you do and listen to the reason why they don't like it, right? Listen to what they're saying. Many people are, are saying the city girls aren't it anymore. Many people have been saying that JT is the lyricist of the group. Many people have been saying a lot of, a lot of, lot of things, right? So if many people are saying it, maybe there's some kind of truth to it that you want to, might want to face, but you know what? They'd rather duke it out at Carisha's Halloween party than understand where he's coming from with his point of view. So let's jump in to Kodak Black and Ray J. So Kodak Black goes off on Ray J according to the Shade Room. Not the Shade Room, sorry. According to the Neighborhood Talk, after Ray J said Kodak, Kodak was acting up at Trump's house and he needs help with his behavior. You a bitch. All right, so let's see what Kodak had to say. Plug, what? A plug, what? You don't know me. I be hating that pussy, man. Like you a boost, man. You wanna just go viral? You wanna just go viral and when a call that or hit a nigga DM a nigga and tell my Trump house to man, what? That wasn't even bro house. Come on, you took me to Trump High. Who the fuck you will? I just know this got me out. I got me out of prison. Man. You think I need is you know, Red J, your little bitch, man. If you don't need no help, because I'm straight. Okay. So let me see what Ray J said specifically to have Kodak in a uproar. So Ray J says, yo, somebody need to grab bro and make sure he good. This ain't the interview nor yet. Um, he continues and says, we got to help this dude. I took him to Trump house and he did the most. They were not happy with the experience because he had no guidance and respect. Yo, at WAC 100, let's figure out how we can help this guy instead of watching him self-destruct. Now, I don't feel as though many people have been feeling the same way that Ray J has been feeling that Kodak Black may need some help. Like just his behavior, his seeming different, his demeanor, um, everything seems different about him, right? So I think fair enough, we we would want to see him helped. Now, uh, what 
Kodak is clapping back and saying, um, behind all of the thing is, there is what a person says, but then there's the deeper meaning behind it, right? And I think behind all of Kodak's noise in the first clip was basically like, if you felt that way, if you felt like, hey, I, I need help, I need to, I should have been more respectful, like all of this, all of this, all of this stuff, why didn't you address it privately? Why take it to a public platform and um, discuss it because when you discuss it on a public platform, it becomes a little bit more clout chasey is what Kodak Black was, was essentially saying. And I can also agree with Kodak Black, right? I don't think we could be like, oh, you know, Kodak Black is always wrong or whatever. No, I feel like he does have a valid point. Like, if you did take me somewhere and I did act out of character because you can sense something is off, like link me, link the people that need to help me. Like why go to a public platform and be like, oh yeah, this person needs help. This person needs help. I just feel like, um, I feel like it embarrasses the person. It's like you're trying to embarrass this person while making yourself in some way, um, shape or form the martyr of the situation. And I just feel like, Ray J, like, come on, like this could have been handled behind the scenes. Um, we already see how Kodak, things haven't been on up and up, right? With Kodak. But anyway, let's move on to Glorilla. So do you guys remember in the previous clip with Saucy Santana and DJ Academics going back and forth and Saucy Santana even brought up that DJ Academics was going at Glorilla. So let's see exactly what happened with between DJ Academics and Glorilla. We have a better understanding of what happened with DJ Academics and Young Miami. So let's see. So according to its on-site, Glorilla and DJ Academics are still at each other's necks before noon on Sunday. All right. So Glorilla says, Telly Tubby looking ass bitch, you knew, <laughs> you never know what you talking about. Okay. So she also says, Academics, you or your hoe can't whoop me and I'll put a hundred K on that poo bear looking ass bitch <laughs> you got the right one this time mrs puff looking ass hoe <laughs> um dj academics responds by saying glorilla is a fucking idiot she really think um kai sanat is locked up her label must have humbled her her stupid ass in realizing, bitch, you ain't bigger than the program. And Kai Sinat is valid, valued way more than you. She tried to cop a plea to him, but tried to diss me in the process, laughing my fucking ass off. Stupid ass hoe talking about cha-cha-cha. Nigga, that shit was whack, whack. Kai told you the fucking truth. With it, get better. All right, so we got a lot going on here. Let me just respond so far to it. The main theme that I've been observing with the celebrities as of late, um, (sighs) 
they want to fight the criticism that they're receiving as if they shouldn't receive any criticism. Don't get me wrong. We all know about the naysayers. We all know about the trolls. We all know about these people who are absolutely annoying, right? However, when you do have other people within working in the same industry as you, listening and tuning into what the fans are saying and giving you their feedback, take it. Excuse me. Glorilla, that cha-cha-cha song, like, wasn't it. It wasn't it. Like, cha-cha-cha, it was not it. So if Kaisama gave you that opinion and that feedback, there was no reason for you to block him, right? And don't think that when you make these hasty moves, like she literally blocked him and then jumped on her life and said, hey, you know, anyone who I blocked is going to stay there or whatever. I just feel like when we make these hasty moves, they're being watched. You have thousands of eyes on you. So now DJ Academics is just surmising everything based upon your actions. Right? But let's continue. DJ Academics says, at Glow Official and Goofy, I got 100K, my bitch. <laughs> I'm fucking look better than you. Don't worry about me. I've, I'm, I've been successful. You a bitch that look like Sid the Sloth from Ice Age. I have no idea who that is, but yeah, I wouldn't even fuck a hoe um, and look that look like you. I got too much money for that. Glow holla at Dr. Miami. These rappers these days, peons, they all suck in your favorite streamers off. None of their music sells without dick riding a streaming nigga. I'm even more on hots with all of them. I just been waiting for them to talk about me sideways. Okay, so trying to understand what academics is saying is a bit of a struggle because he does um talk like he does write, tweet, or whatever in like slang. So it was like <laughs> to spell the word out. But anyway, um <sighs> I just feel like I mentioned, like I mentioned before, um, I don't think DJ Academics add, add, added anything new that I really want to discuss. I just feel like Glorilla, the, the Glorillas, the Drakes, all these different people in the world should just at least listen to the feedback they're getting and listen to how much of that feedback they're getting. So if someone is constantly saying, hey, this is not good, this is not good, this is not good, maybe um take heed and switch it up because not everything we do is going to be perfect, right? All right, so that, that don't bother me. Like, <laughs> all right, so um, that was just JT. But before we play the spaces or whatever this thing is that um, JT was on, let's take a look. Right. So according to the neighborhood talk, Oop Asian doll seemingly shades JT after JT speaks on people saying she dick eats Nikki. And 
the exact words were, you look like a dick riding bitch. We all see it. So Agent the Brat said, you bitches should have shown genuine love years ago, but instead you dissed. So years, oh, this is covered. So yeah, um, so it looks like, I guess she's basically saying it looks like you're dick riding and stuff like that. The words are covered, so I can't see exactly um, what she said behind that. However, you know what? Before I give my opinion on this, let's listen to what JT said first. If Nicki Minaj walk up and say any bitch in the comments saying I'm eating dick, anything, they're going to bow down. This internet shit is not real. Like these bitches on the internet just talking behind a stream. They not going to see Nicki Minaj and not bow, bow down. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, please. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. Really? And I know this going to be like everywhere. And I, that's why I really hate when I have to go deep into that because it just, it just make people mad. And I don't know why I make people so mad. Like, that shit make me mad. It'll make people mad. Like, let people do what they want to do. Let people support who they want to support. If it's female unity, if it's female, all of that, then what's the problem when it comes to Nicki Minaj? Like, please. It's support black women until it's Nicki Minaj. Like, support, protect, all of that until it's her because she, 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 she comes off as so strong. And I, and I think it's a Sagittarius thing because we don't really like these. That, that don't bother me. Like, if Nicki Minaj... Okay, I look. I I am a big Nikki fan, right? And because I am a big Nikki fan, I you know what? Let's have a truth moment, actually, right? Let's have a truth moment. So let's discuss. Like I was saying, I am a Nikki fan, a big Nikki Nikki fan. Um, but it hasn't always been that way. It hasn't always been where I was a Nicki fan, right? Um, I do feel like with Nicki Minaj, there is a lot to digest with her. When Nicki Minaj first came out, she was different. She was doing colors. She was serving looks. She was doing rap. Then she did pop. And then everyone was like, wait, where is this weird but beautifully sexy, smart, articulate, the raps are on point, but the voice is also very soft, giving singer vibes filled with a whole bunch of lessons and shit in her songs. It's like, where did she come from? And where the fuck is she going? And I think with um, understanding myself more and understanding who Nicki Minaj is, I feel like if you are an insecure person, you cannot like her. Um, or not even that you cannot like her, but I feel like the people who tend to not like Nicki Minaj are people who are insecure within themselves. I also feel like the people who um, don't like Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj are the people who can't get into the circle, right? So with that being said, I feel like JT, like many other people, can 
see something on the outside, right? There has been this also, as it pertains to Nicki Minaj, there has been this agenda of um, of Hollywood to paint her out as the bad guy, right? So if you're being told a particular story about someone, again, remember how I described her, a weird, beautiful, sexy um, lyricist and, and all of this, right? But when you, when you're now being told about this person, you already can't place your finger on. And I'm talking about this was years ago when Nikki's coming out doing her thing. You can't quite place your finger on who Nicki Minaj is. And then when you do hear a particular opinion on her, it was always negative. So that can um, definitely skew the way the audience looks at her, right? Because then you have the barbs, the this the subset of people who just love her and like our diehard fans. My best friend, one of them, she will literally um, will sleep outside of Nicki Minaj's concerts, wait for the concert, like it'd be cold and she'd be on the concrete. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. You know, like you had these people who love Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj and are like diehard Nicki Minaj fan. But then you have um, the people who are like kind of confused by her and not quite understand her and would of course would love to understand her um are being fed with these lies about her so now when you actually for me when you actually kind of do more research into who she is and how she made it in the industry and how um her career developed over the years and then realizing like she always talks about the hate train, right? If you're not doing your research, you wouldn't know about the hate train against Nicki Minaj. So you may, like many people before, form these negative opinions about Nicki Minaj, pop your shit, talk your shit about Nicki Minaj because you're only going off of what you've been heard. And then now later on doing your research and it's like, oh, wait, She's really not the bad guy. She's really not the bad guy in the story. And then shifting how you see her and then openly being supportive of her. Right? Because that's how it is for me. And I feel like that's how it is for JT as well. Or not even for JT, but for many other people. I think in JT's um, instance, of course, I don't know what JT was being told, but essentially overall there was a shift in perspective as to how she sees Nicki Minaj and they are able to connect what are we going to hold on to um what she, what she did years ago like and I don't think that's right I don't think it's right for us to do that um I think we should allow people to grow and allow people to speak the truth now was what JT said wrong? No, there is always like an a, a, a element of dick riding when people support Nicki Minaj, but when they're supporting other people, there isn't, right? So calling that out isn't dick riding. And I, I kind of disagree with Asian Doll. And like, I get it. Asian Doll has been down with Nicki Minaj since day one. It is 
refreshing sometimes to see Nicki Minaj, you know, have the, the support of a rapper from the beginning of their career, even if they fall out, still have the support of that rapper. So it's very like hard. So I feel like Asian Doll can be a little bit salty, um, but I, I just feel like going this route isn't the way to do it, right? But anyway, let's um, move on. Now, this was Megan the Stallion for Hottie Ween. Now y'all know I'm always um, just... I feel like Meg isn't really out out on the streets as as yet. She does have that new song Cobra dropping on Friday, dropping tomorrow, I should say. And yes, yeah, she does have that happening. However, I feel like she hasn't quite done her big one yet. So since she isn't in the blogs and stuff like that, I do tend to want to just do the Meg appreciation post. Like, hey, she's still here. Keep her on everyone's mind. She looks amazing. She's with her friends. She met Glorilla for the first time at her party. This is beautiful. And you guys know how Megan the Stallion is. Halloween is her holiday. So I feel like when you meet when you meet some people, like some people are Christmas people, some people are Thanksgiving people, some people are New Year's people. Whatever that person is and they like to celebrate it, just embrace it, you know? Like some people are birthday people, you know? So y'all know once it comes to Halloween, that is Megan the Stallion. So um the saga between Kai Sinat and Glorilla continues. So remember, sorry about that. Remember, um, academics just called out Glorilla and saying, hey, look, you thought Kai Sinat and his opinion on your work was real small fish just to find out after you spoke after you went out and spoke negatively about him, your team is telling you, no, he's actually big fish. So keep calm. You then reach out and and like kind of wanting to be, you know, cool again with him and, and I'll block him. And he's like, no, remember what you said? You stay there. So after all of those things have transpired, let's see what now is happening as it relates to Glorilla and Kai. Well, nigga ain't seen me on the street soaring and behind the sale jersey. Now one of them. Now one of them. that kitey. Behind bars ain't saving you, nigga. What you talking about, boy? Walk him down in the cell. Now let a nigga find out what jail you bitches in. Come on now. Come Hope on now. Nigga, place your order. Place your order, nigga. What kind of poker you want, nigga? What the fuck about? I was gonna die about this shit for free. Imagine what I do for that money, nigga. That money on that. Hey, Come on. Okay, so um, this is the clip, I guess. These are academics saw, and it's like, hey, you think um. Kai or K or whatever his name is, Kai Sanat, is actually in jail when he's literally live streaming from jail. So he's actually doing this for content, not because he's really in jail. Big jail. Hold on, Glorilla. Okay. Oh, shit. You laid your bed. You better stay there. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was basically Kai's. Remember, um, I mentioned earlier where they had the back and forth and Glorilla blocked him and said, hey, you better stay there. So after she had her epiphany and was like, oh, hey, I might unblock Kai Sanat. He responded, you better stay there. Right. So he's just basically he's not. Kaisana is not even being based on this clip combative. I think he's more so being comedic and just saying, hey, nah, you told me to stay there. You stay there, you know? So I think that's what it is. I don't think it calls for her to kind of put her goons or whomever on or whatever. But I think that's what happens sometimes when we're young. Um, we tend to allow our ego to lead us. So when someone does something and we feel offended or we feel, you know, we feel like, hey, this person played us or whatever, we then want to resort to hurting that person, right? Which is why I think a lot we have so many deaths nowadays where the first thing you take to say to someone, they want to shoot you. They want to, they want to, you know, and it's just like, come on, like a lot of people to just be people right and don't allow your emotions to always control every decision you make but according to the shade room let's move on congrats um according to forbes magazine they have declared magic johnson a billion year billionaire not a millionaire not with a m with a b B as in boy, billionaire. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. First and foremost, congrats to Magic Johnson. Um, this to me is a well-deserved thing. I also think it is something that takes work, education, knowledge, um, support, mentor, it takes a lot to get there. And when you can see someone, a black man at that reach to that stature, it's like, damn, like that is really, really good. So congrats to him and good luck. Good luck. How the hell do you spend $1.2 billion? Dog, let me help you spend that. Okay, so we did, look at this. we did look at this the other day. This was um, Ice Spice at Powerhouse. We don't need to really take a look at that again. We discussed it the other day. I'm going to eat. We going <coughs> to <coughs> All right, so this Glorilla and DJ Academic situation is just... Um, and doing what it does. So according to Neighborhood Talk, DJ Academics goes off on Glorilla after she mentioned him while talking about her situation with Kai. You're a little... I don't know what they're trying to say there, but... Okay, so I guess he was just calling her horse and ratchet bitches and stuff, but okay, let's listen. Here you talk some shit. Glorilla, we could compare anything for anything. Bitch, you not even close to me. Stop playing. Like, you literally a little whore, a little ghetto ratchet bitch from motherfucking Memphis, Tennessee that 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 um Gotti done put on. You can't compare <laughs> to me, shorty. Stop really motherfucking playing, nigga. Nick KC. Twitch. Live shit, nigga. KC, Twitch, live shit. Yo, you, let me give another real criticism. 
You know the problem with you, Glorilla, is that when you're like KC Twitch live shit and all this little tough talk you try to have, I think you're drunk off of Four Loco again. Here's the reality of it. The energy you had for Kai and me, if you kept that consistent... We gonna hear you talk some shit. Glorilla, we could compare anything for anything. Bitch, you not even close to me. Stop playing. In your career and then trying to get glammed up, you still be lit. But we all look at you as the ghetto bitch that's trying to clean up herself to try to be the Kim K's, the the ice spices. Bitch, you not attractive. <laughs> like, no, like, we look at you as one of the niggas. So when you try to, like, shout people out and do whatever, it's not going to work, shorty. You need to admit why the fuck you're in the position you are. Who y'all think I'm beefing with? Free him after motherfucking slammer. Free him and all them goons in the slammer that's pocket shit. Free him and all them goons. Yo. Hold on. I got to tweet this out. Glory is a fucking idiot. She really thinks this nigga's, in, nigga's locked up. I got to tweet this out. Glorilla isn't... Everybody just retweet what I got to say. Glorilla is a fucking idiot. Then your career... And then trying to get glammed up, you still be lit. You know name in a motherfucking AK nigga. You ain't never shot no AK in your motherfucking life, nigga. Okay. So um we listen to what DJ Academics had to say. Now listen to let's listen to Glorilla's response. Seven no motherfucking AK, nigga. Fuck wrong with you. I'm talking about academics, free KC. And that's all I gotta say. Fuck y'all. Motherfucking lotion, bitch. You can't hold the. Hey, keep, keep my motherfucking name out your mouth, ho. They ain't gonna tell you like I'm gonna tell you, ho. I'm gonna tell you, fuck you, bitch. Fuck. Put your big motherfucking mind. Hold on, speak on me. Cons speaking on me. Fuck you, motherfucking me. What's trying to do? Hey, and, and free, and free, and free. All right. So. I'm just kind of peeping the comments because I do like to um, read the room and gauge the temperature of what other people are saying, you know, because you don't want to just be in your own bubble and think you what you think is is always right. So from my perspective, DJ Academics is just giving his opinion and um, it seems as if people aren't liking it now. The constructive criticism that I would give to DJ Academics, and I've given this constructive criticism to Joe Budden as well. You can constructively criticize someone without bashing them, calling someone whores, bitches, saying your shit suck, like things like that. Can is what I think. Um, really pushes the situation to the next level where if you get on here and you say, hey, look, um, I love Drake. He's awesome. I'm just really not feeling the last album and you move on. Then that's it. Hey, look, Glorilla seems like a cool chick. That last song, Cha Cha Cha, just wasn't good to me and move on. I do feel like um, they are able to 
be more receptible, receive like they'll be able to receive the criticism better than when you add the bitches, the horse, the you sucks, and all of that. So I just feel like with DJ Academics, he should fix up the way in which he say things, right? And you know, it doesn't have to always be nasty. But all in all, I still do do stand on my opinion that DJ Academics get paid to do what he does. And given his constructive criticism, given his feedback is is his job. So yeah. Let's move on. Okay, so this is just a Scarlet appreciation post. Scarlet showed up and showed out with she performed with Lola Brooke, and I just wanted to embrace her performance. So take a look. Back the fuck up. Move the fuck back. Back the fuck up. Move the fuck back. Back the fuck up. Miss Moodle, fuck back. Body moving different, bitches never could extort that. Feet up on their necks, giving pedicures a toe tag. Who that fuck shit that you doing, I ain't jacking. Wanna form a gangster, put in work. Okay, so it seems as if Lola Brooke um, remixed Scarlet's song. Um, you know that new, like, that new... Um, song that Scarlett have that be having her go real in character let me tell you something you ain't see hood until you see um you see Scarlett in character singing this song she be like back the fuck up move the fuck I be like damn Scarlett but I mean when you work so hard on your shit you are very passionately you are very passionate about your stuff and especially seeing it successful so again this is just a scarlet celebration post she was out here with lola brooke looking beautiful it seems like lola brooke um did remix this song i feel like lola brooke is like i feel like many other celebrities not wanting to be a a one hit wonder so she had don't play with it don't play with it don't play with it so of course Lola Brooke is going to try out other sounds, right? And, you know, add to it and try to um, continue successfully on the path that she's been on. So, you know, shout outs to Lola Brooke as well. All right. Um, let's take a look. All right. Miss Cardi B. Miss Cardi B. So, according to the neighborhood talk, Cardi B says she agrees with Key Lee's Atlanta food review. Admits she sometimes name drops herself to get good service. ATL restaurants don't like to make money, they don't like people. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think for a New Yorker to say that they've received bad service elsewhere, it makes me want to question, like, what the fuck is really going on there? Because there is, is there, like, service worse than New York? Because I live in New York, and we suck over here. Like, we're bad. Like, don't like don't get me wrong you will like you know um 
like find yourself in a Chick-fil-A or something where you're like, ooh, this is grade one. But I mean, normally the service isn't splendid here. And I feel like we as New Yorkers always get knocked for that. So to hear um, Atlanta being pulled into this conversation, it's like, oh, we, we got a buddy with us. All right. So let's listen to exactly what Cardi B said. They don't like to make money. I feel like they don't like people. They don't like their customers. They just don't fucking like it. First thing first, right? You could barely order in Atlanta restaurants. Like you go like, hey, I would like to make order. Oh yeah, we don't make, we don't we don't take orders. We don't take orders. It gets to the point that I literally have to name like I have to tell like people that order food for me like, can you just name drop my name? Because first and first, they just don't they don't do no pickup orders. They don't do deliveries. They just don't do shit. Second, Atlanta restaurants, right? They be closed on the most random shits. Like it's like you look at a rest, you go looking for a restaurant on Google, and it's like, oh, this shit look good. Oh, they closed. What is that? What do you mean, y'all niggas is closed Monday through Wednesday? Or they'll just have the most random days closed. Like, oh, they close on Tuesday. Or like it's just the most random shit. Like it's like y'all motherfuckers don't like make like first thing first, right? I feel like Atlanta restaurants. Okay. Um, so uh, what I want to take a look at, because what the neighborhood talk did was they act, they attached Keith Lee's review of the real milk and honey. So let's listen to what he said. And currently we are at the real milk and honey. I got it. Let's try it. And rate it one through 10. As you can see, I don't have any bags in my hands. We are at the real milk and honey on Main Street and College Park. Before we came, we attempted to call our order in. We were greeted with an automatic message that said they did not take call-in orders. The automatic message said the only way you can do pickup is through DoorDash. We went through DoorDash, they was closed. But online, it said they closed at 5 o'clock. We went on DoorDash at 4 o'clock. But we were already here, so we just went inside. I stayed in the car and my family went in and they told them they were closed early for deep cleaning. Yet the door is wide open and it's people still going in and grabbing their orders. Now we have no idea if those people ordered beforehand or what the case is. Also, the people who relayed this message, my family said were really nice. It's just the rules. And so far being in Atlanta, I found some places do have unique rules. And this is the one of them. I want to be very clear. We're not blaming one person or saying one person was rude. In plain terms, don't call this restaurant trying to get nobody fired. Ain't nobody do nothing. This is just the rules they had. If you don't like their rules, their rules not for you. And for me and my family, the rules just went for us. We just not their target audience. For the record, afterwards, I did walk in and I did record and they attended the services, but I respectfully declined. I'm a normal person. I pay for my food like everybody else. I walk in. Me and my family are in Atlanta, and currently we are at the real milk and honey. I got it. Walking spots like everybody else. We are all normal people. Respectfully, if you're not going to do it then, don't do it now. God bless you. But yeah, we're just trying to get some food. But I am going to make this very clear. I do not support, condone, or agree tearing down these businesses. While we personally may not have the best customer service experience, it does not mean you will have the same experience. That also don't mean go on Twitter and tear these businesses down. At the end of the day, business owners are people. Never know what people are going through. The only reason I'm even making this is to share my authentic and real experience like I always do. I don't mean no harm. I don't have no malicious intent. But I always say I'm going to be 100% honest. And that come with the good and the not so good. You don't know what nobody going through. So what we can't do is just judge off of somebody else's experience. If you like to go to these places or any other place that I've been to, I encourage you to go try it for yourself and make your own opinion. But we still in Atlanta and we on Main Street and it's a bunch of spots here. So we're going to go to a different spot. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Y'all be safe. Walking spots like Okay, so um, I think the, <laughs> okay, so I think the issue with ATL that may be different from New York, like New York is a 24-7 kind of thing, like you'll find some food. If you're hungry, 
you can find you some freaking food. You know what I mean? They are going to be open. Um, they open seven days a week. Um, even on holidays um, in New York, they 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 be open. Uh, so I think that's where the negative experience is coming from. These people wanting to actually go out and get food and get things that aren't accessible. So it's not like, oh, the food sucks or the customer service suck. It's like, hey, I mean, Cardi did say the customer service can suck sometimes, but I'm just saying it's not like it's out of being rude or anything like that. It's just out of experiencing delays and not being able to order in on certain days and things of that sort. So it just sounds more of an inconvenience to me than anything else. Whereas in New York, where I live, very, very convenient. You got a corner store in every single block, like it's it's so it's so easy being in New York. You have everything all all in one spot, very convenient. But the service it sucks. <laughs> service it sucks. But anyway, you know what? Like I said before, everybody is entitled to their opinion, and I think when people are giving you their opinion, it's good to take it in, reflect, and decide what you want to do with that information. All right, so let's take a look at Miss Adele. Adele is definitely serving. Adele just does what Adele does. Like, I think she can do no wrong, okay? Hello from the other side. Yeah, all that. But uh, I don't think Adele can do any wrong. Ha, um, now, however, in this situation, Adele gets emotional after seeing her doctor who delivered her baby at her Las Vegas residency show. So this was, it seems like a moment that just, you know, came together. can say is the first thing that came to my mind it was um <laughs> it was a wild, white male doctor who delivered both of our kids so we have that in common but um I don't really have much to say this was more of an Adele appreciation where we just kind of look at her and do her thing I feel like Adele has done, has had an, a tremendous um, career. Her vocals have always been on point. Her development and growth um, shines through her. So it is just amazing to see her. You know what I mean? She's like, look, he delivered my baby. <laughs> so cute. So cute. So that's what we have for Adele. Now, I don't know if you guys remember last podcast episode, we were discussing these two, Summer Walker and Little Meech, and the possibility that they may be back together. Now, the 
the video clip that we saw before, it wasn't really giving us much to confirm or deny the rumors. So now that we see these two out holding hands, walking, looking nice with their matching denim outfits, let's um do this. All right, so uh, for me, it is given that they are back together. And for me, it's everyone is entitled to their own experiences. And we as human beings, we like to correct people. So like, even growing up, I remember my mom and my dad wanting and telling me like, hey, look a girl, no do that. No go there wrote that. And so many people gave me so much advice and on what to do, what not to do. And I did what I wanted to do anyway. Now, do I wish later on that I would have listened to them? Absolutely. However, sometimes we find ourselves into these, um, into a certain frame of mind and thinking that, hey, you know what? You, you have tunnel vision. What you're going to do is what you're going to do. So I think Summer Walker is kind of like right where, right there where, hey, she's going to do what she want to do no matter what her fans, family, or anyone says about her relationship. So why would I even say anything? All I'm going to say is congrats, girl. You like it? I love it. I am here for her. And um, little Meech relationship hopefully developing and blossoming into something great, right? Prove us the fuck wrong. Why not? He actually look healthy. Right. Oh. So here we have uh, Kodak Black also yet again speaking out he is speaking out against about the dream the drink champs interview that he did so according to the shade room kodak briefly speaks out after fans express their concerns following his drink champs interview believe nothing you hear and half of what you see to cause looks could be deceiving I, I don't understand the last part, but I guess he's saying don't believe um, the things that you see because things can be deceiving. Anyway, let's listen to his exact words. Yes, look. I look, they, they tell me, uh, yeah. course, look. When it comes when it comes when it come out of me, y'all, don't go off no internet theories like when you like when you wanna when you like when they kinda like judge me or getting involved impression uh before y'all make a like i'm saying uh y'all idea or whatever make up y'all mind on how y'all what you calling it don't just go off even like never heard somebody say like believe that you hook and like half of what you see too because you know looks could be deceiving especially when it comes to me like On top of the Gemini, it's me just already. Then on top of that, it's your birthday. Uh, it's Lamb. Yeah. Say, you are speaking at a regular pace. You haven't had any drugs today. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. 
for that part. That was vibing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talking about that drink challenge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all drink challenge. And so, I, 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 I had my little shot or two. To me, they have like a little shot or two. Other than that, I mean, it's, oh, well, it's it's me, I come as I come as I know. No, I don't drink. I don't drink. I was like, hold on, you drink now? I don't, I don't drink. <laughs> I see, I was at, I was at a call a drink chance, so I had me like a little shot or two. Not too major. Other than that, like, I didn't do it. No excuses for that. And like, it's uh, uh, oh, I, I come as I am. Um, yeah. He actually look healthy. Oh, <laughs> look. Okay. So it sounds as if Kodak Black may be denying the drug rumors, the drug allegations. Uh I just personally feel as though something is quite is, is up. We may not be able to pinpoint it. However, we'll kind of continue to take a look keep a close eye on Kodak Black and how his state how he develops right okay all right so according to neighborhood talk a woman says that she is turned on after going through her man's phone and seeing a video of him cheating I got wet Excuse me, what? Okay, let's 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 look at this. I I love threesomes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm more turned on by just watching, though. Like I'm just the weird. Like I I figured that out when I I was sneaking through my ex phone one night, and then I seen a girl that he told me was just his friend, like giving him head, and I like got wet, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I should be because I was really right. mad. Yeah, I no, I was mad. mad though, but well, I was just was like wet, and, wet and then I just time. kept watching it. So then I just started going through with it, and then I liked it. But it was like <laughs> I acted mad when he got up, but I really liked it, and I just didn't know how to explain it to him, mm-hmm. and I just told him. He tried to play crazy, like, no, that was, that was, oh, you all I need. Da, da, da. And I just kept pressing the issue, like, I really want to have this. I really want to have this. I really want to have this. And then we just did it. Okay. Love it. Oh, listen, listen. I'm not going to say because you know her, but I have a friend who her boyfriend cheated on her. And then she went and fucked the girl he cheated with. Oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah. yeah. That's spicy. Yeah. yeah. And she, she never told him. You know what I'm saying? But she was like, I, she liked girls too. And he don't even know. She didn't Why even she have a threesome with him. him. So did the girl know that she knew that she fucked yeah. him? Yeah, I don't That's like how they Silent Get Back. Yeah, I wouldn't tell. Her. I don't like Silent Get Back. What's the I point? feel like yeah, you gotta, I need you to know. <laughs> yeah, you have right. to know. Like I don't like Silent burn. Get Back. Yeah, <laughs> chest hurt. Period. I'm like that pussy was good, huh? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I, I love. <laughs> All right. So of course the ladies they sit down and they chit chat on um Angelie's podcast. And um I don't know, like <sighs> what I've realized is that we all have different experiences. Um we feel differently, we perceive differently, and being non-judgmental is the best way to not slip and slide, right? So however 
this woman found out that she was into that, into threesomes and all of that is how she found out. I'm like, like, you know, like when you listen to those story times and the story times on TikTok and then the story time starts out and then you're like, hey, like when the cheating happens, it always leads to like a brawl. Here we are. The cheating happens and you're like, oh, well, whoop de doo. <laughs> let's, 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 let's start this thing. But hey, we, we will always learn things about ourselves. The more we develop and the, with the various experiences that we have. So, um, good luck to this woman, you know, at least she's able to understand herself, right? Now, this is just um, Summer Walker and Little Meach being spotted, spotted out again at the pumpkin patch. So, sorry, just in case we were like, hey, you know, sorry. just in case you were like, hey, um, we're not 100% sure whether they are back to dating or not. Well... Let's take a look at the video. Yeah, that that seems like them there at the pumpkin patch. So congrats to to these two. Um again, we did talk about it earlier, but I just want to just reiterate Megan the Stallion does have a new single called Cobra on the way that releases tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. All right. So I think this is the last thing we have on Dwight Howard, where not only did he sit into that, sit in that interview and literally made an example out of the interviewer by telling him, hey, he needs to mind his business. He, his legal team has also been doing some work. So Dwight Howard has taken the approach of, hey, I, I'm going to live my life the way how I, I see fit. And I'm also going to create these structural boundaries that will protect me. So don't ask me about my personal life. One, two, I don't care what you think about my personal life. And three, let's just make sure all these people that I've had, um, I've been in contact with or exposed to in the past don't feel like they could just run out and start talking all this extra stuff we're going to I feel like Dwight Howard has taken a very smart approach to this and kudos to him we're going to structure everything we're going to put everybody in their place you understand where you are I understand where I am I accept who I am and who I am is none of your business is basically the message that I feel as though Dwight Howard has been sending to us. However, let's see what the Shade Room had to say. So Dwight Howard, according to the Shade Room and his legal team, released a statement amid sexual assault allegations. So here the attorneys are going to be clearing up, you know, what's going on. So we're going to um, take a look and see the statement that they released. Okay. By taking immediate action, Dwight's legal team is aggressively pursuing anyone who is online or otherwise attempting to go after his name with false claims. So remember what I mentioned earlier, him 
putting everything in line, him creating those boundaries for himself, also protecting himself legally. So he's like, look, I'm not scared to, to sue y'all. So look, watch what y'all say about me online. Watch how y'all speak on my name. This is coming from the legal team, so he means business. So let me continue. Dwight strongly emphasizes with any real cases of sexual assault in... Hold on. Sorry. Whew, I made a mistake. Dwight strongly empathizes with any real cases of sexual assault and believes that fabricated stories as such make it difficult for the real victims of true crimes to come forth. Assault has never been an element in Dwight's character and he has never sexually assaulted anyone. The insensitivity of the individuals making such claims to damage his reputation is unfortunate. However, Howard plans to continue to live his life with grace and not let let such false accusations, false claims ruin his joy and spirit. Best blessings to Dwight Howard and his team. So, like I mentioned before, Dwight Howard, he and I like I thought this was something that he should have did, and I mentioned in a couple episodes, um, a couple podcast episodes um, ago, that he needs to protect himself and not have people just running wild, spewing a whole bunch of things about him. And I think that is exactly what he has done here, which is a way to calm all that Dwight Howard noise down, right? People who have certain platforms, they're gonna read this, and the the emphasis on the um, the white legal team is aggressively pursuing anyone who is online or otherwise attempting to go um, after his name with false claims. So I think that, you know, that definitely puts a lot of people on eggshells, right? Don't, don't bring up this man's name like that, you know? So I think this is a smart move, and I think Dwight has made a lot of smart moves since this situation has come to light, and yeah, that's the way to do it. Okay, so... You know, we have these situations where we divert from the celebrities and kind of listen to the randomness that, you know, um, we as human beings say and, you know, just random things. So this is an instant where a straight man says he wouldn't hook up with a man, but he would let him suck his cucumber for the right price. Let's listen. For the right price, you'll be with a man. Be with a man? No. Have sex with a man? Mm, that's still a no. Like I, I mean, for the right for the right price, a nigga could definitely suck my dick for real. Yeah. Me doing anything? You're crazy as hell, bruh. I would never. But I mean, if a man wants to give me a head and he'll pay me to do it, you're fucking right. I would. That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Like really logically, logically, like you're gonna pay me to suck my dick, and you're a man. How much? All right, all right, add a zero. All right, go, go on, go on, go on, bro. Let's, let's. I want to see you do this because first of all, head doesn't mean shit to me. Like you know how much head I've gotten in life. But you're not like homosexual. No, no. 
So for the right price, you'll be with a man. Be with a man? No. Have sex with a man. Okay. So um, this is definitely one of those instances where we're like, hey, um, uh, sorry, I got to stretch it out a little bit. But <laughs> I mean, everyone has their opinion um, on these things. Some feel as though there is a double standard set forth for men where if a woman decides to have intercourse with another woman, she is not plastered to be gay. But if a man has one encounter with a man, with another man, whether he, let's say, hates the experience, he can still be plastered as gay. So there is that double standard component, right? And then there are some people who says, hey, you know what? Same for women, same for men. If a woman can explore and have sex with other women with out being gay then a man should be able to have sex with other men um and still not be considered gay because he wouldn't be with a man um for me uh i don't have a bone in the fight like i I think people should do what they are most comfortable with, whatever aligns with your morals, with your beliefs, with whatever. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be the only one who is responsible for your life. You're going to be the one that has to look back when you're 60, 70, 80 at the decisions that you chose to make or didn't make, right? So you have to live with that. If you're okay with being with the same um, sex, then then do that. That's that's your business. You know what I mean? But if it's not something that is um, morally, like, if it's not something that sits with your morals, then I would say don't sell yourself, you know? But then again, we're all going to do like, like, let's say there's like a diehard Christian or, you know, and this person is totally against all of this or whatever. Like, I wouldn't tell this person to go and sell themselves against their their wishes. But you know what? Long story short, to each is own. Okay. You know what? Before we jump big into these stories let me see how many stories we have left okay not too many so let me just try to run through these real quick so uh according to its on site former nba player joe smith finds out his wife secretly has an only fans you knew who the fuck i was when you met me let's look take a look it's stupid bro i can't believe i'm sitting here just finding out you got only fans out of all these years yo the disrespect that comes with it that you couldn't even talk to me before you did it that's bullshit yo that's fucked up dudes. i'm telling you bro, that's fucked up wait Wait, no, 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 calm, but you're not going to say fuck me or that's fucked up. It's not what fucked up. Listen, it's not fucked up and we're going to, up. okay, look, so 
I have an OnlyFans page, and he's mad because he's just now finding out about it. Of course, I'm mad if you just finding but out about it. I'm not doing it with anybody but myself, so why should I have to tell you my choice, my body, my body, body, my fucking choice? Joe, I've been talking to you about mad things. I've been asking for solutions to shit. You're not giving me none, so I created one. That's no solution. Not in my book. You knew you knew who the fuck I was when you met me. Before, 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 before yeah, before, yeah, I and knew I that. thought that I would never have to go nah, back to anything like this again. Beforehand, but unfortunately, but not, no, no, no. that's not the case right after now. That, after that, everything's supposed to change. Everything did change. No, 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 no. Obviously, it hasn't. No, it has to. I had obviously to do something. Hasn't. You stood out there showing your body. You stood out there doing stuff like this on camera. You act like that's the only thing that I do. I have mad jobs, but they're not facilitating everything that needs to be done. So I got something extra. Only fans be breaking me off. What the no, fuck? Come on, Keith, with that. It don't matter what they breaking you off. It's the disrespect that comes with it. What you disrespect? You couldn't come and talk to me about it. Okay, well, we're talking about it now. Can I have so, to find out on the fly? All right, then. But now, okay. No, so, wait. I had to find out on the fly. So now you know. Yeah, now I know. Okay. And so? Whatever. i am been doing what I have to do, period. Like, that's bottom line. That's what it is. Okay. So, for... As for this, I do feel as though when you're when you're single you can literally do whatever the hell you want on your terms like nobody you you don't have to answer to anybody however when you enter to not only a relationship but in this case into a marriage who you choose to like what you choose to do with their body like outside of our bedroom like that's kind of sort of my business you know what i mean like it is kind of sort of my business. Even though she says she's not um, doing it with anyone else, it's like you're exposing yourself to a whole bunch of other people. Like, I think that was a conversation that she should have had with him beforehand. However, 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 um, she doesn't seem the least bit worried about it, right? She's like, yeah, you know who I was. <laughs> I don't know. I would have definitely had a conversation with this man um, before. Okay, so here is another. I don't know why. I was probably feeling Scarlet a lot when I was doing this. But um, let's take a look at Scarlet again. Okay, so this clip is like really, um, <laughs> like, I don't know, you guys can see if you're watching us on YouTube, it's very choppy. So I'm going to just pause it there. Shout out to Scarlet. Um, move the fuck back. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, okay?
Uh, shout out to her. Now, here we have Kim Kardashian with her new skims. So Kim Kim has been really successful with her skims collection. And, you know, a lot of people would dream for this success. So congrats to her. However, she has invented this new bra where there is a built-in nipple. Now, how am I feeling about this nipple? I do feel like she should not invent this. Like, as a woman, like, I wear bras to cover my nipples, not so they can show, but I don't know if it's like some kind of freak girl kind of thing. I don't know what's going on over there, but let's just take a look at what she's trying to do here. The Earth's temperature is getting hotter and hotter. The sea levels are rising. The ice sheets are shrinking. And I'm not a scientist, but I do believe everyone can use their skill set to do their part. That's why I'm introducing a brand new bra with a built-in nipple. So no matter how hot it is, you'll always look cold. Some days are hard, but these nipples are harder. And unlike the icebergs, these aren't going anywhere. The Skims Ultimate Nipple Bra. <laughs> yeah, like... I don't want to say that this won't be um I don't I don't want to say that this won't be like something that people get cuz again she has a really amazing fan, fan base people love whatever she decides to do I just personally won't be walking around showing my nipples like that maybe it's like hey maybe it's like, even like a cute girl thing like I don't know if it's like a style or something where hey here are my nipples I don't I don't know if that's that's like what we're going for but um I always had the belief that the bra was to kind of cover cover your nipples and lift your bust but I, I don't know maybe I was wrong all along I could be could definitely be all right so uh Mr. Jason Lee sits down with Krishan and this time it is without blue face so Jason Lee says the wait is almost over I really love the interview with at Krishan um vulnerable transparent and raw as fuck the anticipation has been crazy can't wait to share okay so let's take a look Deshonda's already cried today we've had to redo the makeup you still love the man you didn't care if you were sharing him with somebody else i'm trying to work on my toxic ways bro <laughs> little baby trying to Jason Lee, I'm about to run out my Wait, 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 wait. And we all just need to pack up and go home because at this point, our social media is tired. <laughs> Blue said he was the dad. Then Blue said he wasn't the dad. You overseas, baby? He's lying. has already cried today. We've had to... <laughs> all right. So, first and foremost, if you do hear noise in my background, sorry about that. My daughter just got a new dog and she's up <laughs> at this time. Chelsea, you gotta get down. You're scraping me, you're scratching me. What's wrong? What's wrong? You all right? 
you want some water and milk? I'm going to get up in a little bit. And yes, I am talking to a dog. <laughs> Come, Chelsea. Let me do my stuff. Come on. Nope. No, get down. All right. So no more distractions, guys. No more distractions. So I don't know. I feel like um, Krishan sitting down doing an interview about Blueface isn't really a shocker to me. I kind of know how she feels because she does go live constantly. She does keep us up to date about what's been going on in their relationship. So I don't feel like anything surprising will come from, surprising much will come from this interview. But hey, Jason Lee has surprised me before with the questions that he does ask and the um, direction that he does go with his interviews. So we'll see um, the clips that come from this interview, right? Okay. Um, this is a Sukiyana appreciation pose. I thought she looked beautiful and just wanted to share it with her. Um, as I share with her, share it with you. Yeah, I remember um Sukiyana's song Casamigas, Casamigos, pour it in my cup, pour it in my cup. <laughs> yeah, that's that's her doing her thing. Okay, so um there seems to be some rumors swirling, right? So Millie recently posted this on Mob's World. Oh, Chelsea, you're scratching me, baby. Come on. So no, get down, baby. You're scratching me, baby. Come on. So according to Millie, rumors are swirling that Candy and Todd may not I may be the next couple headed to headed for Splitville. Okay, so she's basically saying, "Hey, the it looks like these these two are um, on the verge of a breakup." So exclusive. The Real Housewife Candy and her husband Todd are done, according to rumors. Although their union has been said to be in trouble several times, not sure yet, but seems they are living separately. The split comes as a surprise if this is true. As they seem to have been solid to outsiders, Todd always played his position as the husband who got a major come up by marrying candy he has moved out of the house and the announcement is imminent now i remember when these two met the girls had the real housewives of atlanta i think the girls had went on a trip and he was like somehow involved or somehow there and candy saw him and candy had eyes on him and Candy ended up marrying him. So it does suck to see that these two are now in trouble because I do feel like they've come such a long way, right? They're like almost like the black couple goals that we never um, actually focus on. Uh, but I guess no more. I guess no more. So I guess we'll be waiting for the official announcement. And, and see, like, what was the reason behind the 
divorce i just feel like it just sucks like seeing them grow such a tight bond all over these years and when it comes time to actually just spend forever together it's like damn they fell short like damn y'all almost had it but we'll see we'll see and this is all allegedly so i wanted to also um show you guys that Recently, there was an earthquake. Now, I'm Jamaican, and I keep up with Jamaican TikTok. So as I was on Jamaican TikTok, I saw that there was an earthquake. And I'm not talking no small, small earthquake. I feel like people were really, like, sh like shaken up by the earthquake. So kind of let's take a look at um, these clips that we have. <laughs> Oh. We're having an earthquake. Oh, God. That's an earthquake? Like, look, his things are still shaking. His computer is still shaking. It has been a... Look... Wow. We are having an earthquake. Okay. Okay, so these were the clips that um I got from the Jamaican Pink Wall and you know, if you are in Jamaica, you did experience the earthquake. I just wish you guys all the best. Um, because I know like that could be very traumatic. Imagine like just literally minding your business, then the earth starts to fucking shake. Like I see people like running and running and running. And I don't remember, maybe like I'm off, maybe I like I don't know, but I always remembered like growing up in school. If there was an earthquake, you go under the table. And I think the idea behind that was when things fall, they'll fall on top of the table and you'll kind of like be protected. But then what if the earth cracks open beneath me? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, 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 like, I wouldn't know what to do in the event of an earthquake, which is why I'm happy I've never experienced it. I was even watching on TikTok. Some people said I'm experiencing it all seven time. What? Experiencing the ground shake? Like I literally don't be going to the ocean just because I like my feet planted on solid ground. So to have that shaken up, it's a very um, tumultuous experience. So I just wanted to acknowledge that they did have that experience. And, you know, if you did experience that, I am, oops, <laughs> Chelsea's doing a big one. If you did experience that, I am sorry. And I hope things turn out for the best. <sighs> Okay, and um, here are some more videos. I did get gather some more videos, so let's just take a look. The people then saw enough to move, and the building has The lady has said, don't run. Mercy God, I never see this from a man. Oh God, Blanca shop, 
judgment. My make me drop though. The lady said we're not for run out of the building a shake hotel. Mighty God of Daniel. Lord Jesus. We see judgment in the quiet flanka shop. I see that building here shake a shake a shake. All the there, nobody can come out. God have mercy upon with Father God. Mercy, Father. What the whole place that? Mr. Everybody, I said, we know if you move, or you know move, and the building can come down, pound head. Mercy, Jesus. I never go back in the fear. I said, you go finish that, Mr. Father God. Lanka shop are the first in my life, maybe. The people then said, we know if you move. So I guess they're showing the cracks right there in the building from the earthquake. It's Ilo Barbican <laughs> at the moment after the earthquake. <laughs> no, this really looks bad. Like, this is basically what I was looking at. For those of you who are listening and can't see the um, visuals, we're looking at a supermarket literally destroyed because, of course, you know, the in the supermarket, they have those... Um, the glass bottles and it seems like in this supermarket they had a couple aisles that were dedicated to like liquor liquor is, is what i think what i'm looking at so you know like how you have like a liquor store but it seems like in the like in in the supermarket they have like a couple aisles that like dedicated to just like alcoholic beverages and that aisle is completely um destroyed so i did see this here again on pink wall where they did mention that the this was a five point a 5.6 magnitude earthquake and the affected countries were the bahamas the cayman islands jamaica haiti and the united states minor outline islands and cuba so if you are in one of these countries and did experience the earthquake um just wishing you all the best and good luck with recovery whether it's recovering your homes or, or whatever it is that may have been destroyed due to this okay do you know <laughs> let's say happy birthday to Nia Long. <laughs> Let's take a look at this birthday post from the Shade Room. Do you know who I am? Get it, what? <laughs> That's Nia Long and Kanye West. What? Do you know who I am? Get it, what? Okay, I'm not gonna go through all the movies that Neil Long has been in because Lexus has been in a lot of different movies. I just want to say happy birthday to Neil Long. I would never thought I would have been saying happy 53rd birthday to her, but she is 53. She does not look a day over 30. So 
<laughs> I don't know, like, you know. But uh, was anyone surprised when this video floating around of Kim um, taking her panties off and throwing it into the crowd went viral? Let's take a look. Where do I got for y'all next? Candy's coming down. Ooh. How about this? Okay, so little Cam takes off her panties and throw it in the crowd. Now, I just personally think that that's like an old school thing. Like, I normally see um, older artists do that. I don't know. Like, I guess like I'm just not someone who is like phased by celebrities. Like, I sometimes I don't, I don't even really go to like certain performances and shows like people be like I gotta go to the renaissance tour and I gotta sit at the front and I'm like them tickets is thousands of dollars what are you talking about they're like no I'm going I'm going I'm going me and my friends and blah blah, blah. and people they 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 spend money to go to these shows and see these celebrities and have the celebrity experience me on the other hand I'll I'll, I'll take a look at it from the internet so I don't think I'll ever be that starstruck to the point where I'm eager to get a hold of little Kim panties but I'm pretty sure that there is someone out there who would love these panties from little Kim little Kim is beautiful she's been successful she's been a staple in the industry so why not um have a pair of her panties right <laughs> anyway um let's move on do you guys remember uh the gorilla glue girl tessica brown well guess what she got engaged on her birthday according to tmz so let's say congrats to tessica brown look She's doing her thing, right? And she'd be on TikTok. I'd be, I'd be tuned in sometimes to her TikTok lives. So shout out to Jessica Brown on her engagement. All right. So according to the Shade Room, John Legend opens up about how limiting his social media use has improved his mental health. It was just a lot. And I think being a celebrity and constant having that constant noise and feedback about what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, how you're looking can be very much so overwhelming. Like social media is overwhelming for a regular degla schmegla person like me who isn't like a viral content creator like just being on social media keeping up with everything that's going on and then now you have tiktok it's like when all you had was like insta when you had instagram and you had facebook facebook was like for your family and friends to keep in touch instagram was where you kind of put like your little cute cutesy pictures out while you kind of keep up with the Jones, right? You kind of understand, like, keep up with everything that's going on in people's lives and their worlds and stuff like that. And most times on Instagram, you're keeping up with the celebrities, right? You're not really 
keeping up with um, regular Douglas Schmegler people. If you do, it's just to say, oh my God, this girl is so pretty or this guy is attractive and kind of move on. However, this new introduction with TikTok, now where you're going deep into these people's lives, they're telling you stories from when they were four, eight, 12, 16, 20, 25, 30. They're giving you all these different stories into their lives and you're starting to get like really attached to people that you don't even really know, but you just hear about their lives and stuff like that. Like social media can be over fucking overwhelming. Yes, it can be entertaining, but if not used correctly, it can definitely affect you, right? Because you have so much opinions, you have so much feedback, you have so much information that you're receiving that it's even hard to sometimes process it all before you move on to the next. So whenever I have taken a social media break or um, just a break from like everything, like people, everything in my phone, like literally only work, only family um to my phone like calls to my phone when that has happened my mental health has also improved so I can understand where um John Legend is coming from in this instance and I do really need to take one of those breaks again a little bit harder because I'm I, I am trying to start the podcast so you kind of need social media to stay in tune so I think I might try doing the um, the limiting social media like John Legend did and only stick to it in terms of content creation. Um, I don't know, maybe my November resolution. We'll, we'll see how I'm feeling later on today. But shout out to John Legend. Now, congratulations are in order for Zoe um, Kravitz and Shannon Tatum. Tatum. Now, um, because these two are reportedly engaged now, my thing is, hey, Zoe, you're beautiful. I like you looking fab, but why are you taking my man? Why are you taking my man? Like, which girl growing up did not see Shannon on screen and was like, hey, he is going to be my husband? Like, no girl grew up watching Step Up, watching um, what was it, Jump Street Twenty Two, watching all like watching all these different things that he was a part of. It was the movie where the girl had lost her memory, and I think he helped her regain it. Like I don't remember like the the different movies, but he's been he's been a staple in the acting industry. So it's like seeing him on screen, his acting is on point. He's always, he's always been handsome. He has the muscles. I'm like, look, this is going to be my man. So now seeing Zoe, like just get engaged to my man like that. It's like, I'm not feeling you right now, Zoe. I'm really not, but I am going to say, um, congrats to you guys. And I wish you guys much success on your marriage, right? We look forward to seeing you down the aisle. Now, do you guys remember earlier on in the show, we talked about what happened between Ray J and Kodak Black with Ray J going online saying, hey, Kodak needs some help. Help him. Kodak then responded like, hey, dude, why did you even come come online if this was genuine? This is just for clout. Well, let's listen to Ray J respond to Kodak Black calling him a bitch okay so I guess um Ray J didn't take too lightly to the way in which Kodak articulated himself but let's let's see the show is then let's go account to account 
Let's go account to account then. If I let's let's back money for money, bank account to bank account. What your bank account made this year? No, he don't want no real fade. You talking about he gonna beat me up, bro? You don't cut it out. And the only reason why this fade will be or make sense for me, like you a right? You a rapper? And I'm like, well, let's take the face since you said you're going to beat me up since you went all the way left with it. Only thing you really can do is take the face. Like. And what's crazy is like, I feel like you got to win the fight. So in order to win the fight, what you got to do, you got to train your body, right? So you're getting your body right. So you're getting back in shape. You're getting your together, right? So at the end of the day, it's a win-win for everybody. Kodak want to show his hmm, I don't know. I feel like I have mixed feelings about um, Ray J's response. And I think it's partly because Ray J had a mixed response. There was like one moment where he's like yelling and like walking around video in his house saying if Kodak wants to like go toe to toe, then we can go toe to toe. Then the next minute he's sitting down like all calm, like, and I don't know, like almost like a joke, like, you know, Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll build my muscles. If just like, we'll all win from the situation. I don't know. I just feel like if your main goal and focus was to essentially get Kodak Black help like let that be the focus and not his finances not your finances and not a fade but you know what men will be men all right so let's move on so the other day we did discuss Kai and Sexy Red and Sexy Red kind of commented about um Kai being Kaya being jealous and stuff like that. So according to neighborhood talk, Kaya goes off on sexy red after sexy red said she's a hater. They're they're they they're going to have to do a C-section to get your baby out because it sure can come through your vaginal canal. Let's listen to what Kaya has to say about sexy red. We the people versus fugly, non-sexy, knocked up ass red, gag or the fugly red. Your glass is being charged with not being ashamed of your goddamn self. Doing whole shit and being mad about it. Being a deadbeat mama, a deadbeat daddy, a deadbeat daughter, and a deadbeat young thugger looking like ass bitch. Skin looking like a wrinkle bed sheet. Attempted to come for a real queen. Being ugly didn't matter than a motherfucker. Looking like an old crumbled up stale ass backwood that ain't nobody buying. Take that shit back to the store, whore. But ain't no reaper. Not being able to handle the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you God, but ain't nobody helping you but the devil. Acting like you that bitch when you ain't shit. And it shows, bitch. Fucking on niggas that don't want you. Not knowing who your baby daddy is. Sucking on balls and toes at the same damn time. Getting pissed and shitted on and trying to come for a real queen. Not knowing who the fuck your baby daddy is. Refusing to go and get tested. Letting fuck niggas film fucking your dry ass pussy on live. You dirty black footed ass bitch. We the people versus. Yo, I want to know, right? When Kaya does these reads, is she like reading from like her notepad that she wrote all of this down on? Um, on like she wrote this all down on her phone, like in her notes on her phone, or is she like reading off the top of, or is she like saying this stuff off the top of her dome? Because me, me can't cuss. I cannot cuss. 
But of course, Kaya is going to clap back at Summer when you know people for who they are. You kind of just expect and anticipate the behavior beforehand. Um, Sexy Red did respond by saying it's given jealous and miserable in the comment section of the neighborhood talk. Um, I just feel like just for the sake of peace that I just hope that one would just choose to not respond to the next, right? But anyway, let's take a look. Now, do you guys remember um, Erica and Sierra having this big fallout because the safari incident and all that? Well, let's let's dissect what happened here. So Erica is now doing a sit-down interview where she kind of speaks on all, all the things that had went on in the previous season because the way, you know, she was kind of separated from from the from the from the show right so now she's like kind of speaking on on everything that went on in the show and what she says is she believes that sierra had ulterior motives with safari which is why she waited so long to tell her he attempted to get at her if you're my friend and my ex-husband tries at tries to get at you are you not going to pick up the fucking phone and call the same moment it happens Let's yeah. listen. Have you heard from Bambi and Sierra? I will never hear from Sierra again because I personally made sure of that. But Bambi, I speak to all the time. That's like my real friend. And Sierra because of the safari situation? I mean, Sierra just because she's weird. Okay. She, you know, you're not, you can't claim you're my friend and go out the way you did. Because you literally took 20 days just to tell me that my ex-husband was trying to get at you. And I honestly, now that I know her from the up front and then I was able to pull myself out and look from at her from the outside, I really think she contemplated on that, why, which is why she didn't tell me right off of it. Because if you're really my friend and my ex-husband tries to get at you, are you not going to pick up the fucking call the same moment it happens? Like, yo, get your baby daddy. So, yeah, I, I feel like 20 days to tell me you definitely, yeah. Have you heard from Bambi? You definitely had some other motives. And then her going on live to tell the world we weren't friends anymore and give her side of the story. It's just like you're like that. Her live legitimized to me she's guilty. Like she needed to say her side of the story to get approval from the world. Well, we all know you don't have to do that. Like reality TV, if. And you weren't blindsided. That whole conversation, you weren't blindsided. <sighs> Clearly, you definitely had some other motives. And then her going on live to tell the world. It's okay. So do you guys remember when this clip of Sierra... Um, it was okay so it's a lot of moving pieces so for those of you who aren't familiar with what's been going on this love and hip-hop series um season with sierra bambi and erica mina along with safari so basically erica bambi and sierra were all friends sierra would go to erica's house have fun However, Safari later confesses to Sierra that he's been watching her and is is attracted to her. Sierra did not immediately tell Erica. Sierra immediately tells the other friend, Bambi. 
and says, how should I approach this moving forward? Then they all, she eventually told Erica Mina. And when she tells Erica Mina, what Erica did was bring, they, she told Erica Mina and they all said, hey, I'm dead in it. We're, we're done. We're not going to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. This is water under the bridge. What Erica Mina did was in the, in mid conversation while they were filming, Erica brought up that whole um, safari situation, right? Of course, you know, Erica want to put it out there. Um, that's just, that's just what Erica wants to do. And, and Sierra's like, hey, I told you that he did this. I didn't know you were going to put it out there. Like, like, why did we have to do that? And so now Erica and Sierra are no longer friends. And Erica is telling her side of the story, saying that, hey, um, she felt like Sierra had ulterior motives. She felt like when Safari reached out to Sierra, the reason why Sierra took so long, 20 days to be specific, to tell her was because she was contemplating. And the the energy that I'm getting from Erica Mina, Erica Mina, and um, as women, we can find ourselves here. When we see someone in our head a particular way, we think everyone sees them that way. So you find this man drop dead or gorgeous, successful. You find this man all these things. But because you find this man all these things, excuse me, you might find it hard to fathom that your friend thinks he's a piece of shit because of the way he treats you, right? So you may feel like she wants your man because of the way you see him. But you're not looking at the situation through her lens. Um, I just feel like as it relates to Erica Mina, she is very combative and very defensive when it comes to Safari. And I get it. Um, he was your husband at one point or another. However, you guys aren't married anymore, right? So I don't think there's a reason for you to sit up here and be like, oh, rah, 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 rah. Like, <laughs> like for me, like I was together with a guy for six, seven years, literally a freaking marriage, if you want to call it that, right? Without the ring. Um, could we live together for the the entire entirety of the relationship? Like it was like, we met each other, boom, moved in, boom, everything, right? So the approach that I've taken since the breakup is I don't speak to you unless I have to speak to you because we have a child together. I don't speak to you unless I have to speak to you. Um, I don't bother you unless I have to bother you. If I do see you with other people, other women, that's none of my business. If my, if my daughter comes and tells me that you were with another woman, it's really none of my business right? If a friend decides that, hey, she, it's none of my business because now I've moved on. Now I'm not saying that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be wrong of a friend to do that. But what I am saying is Sierra didn't go there, right? The only thing Sierra did do was delay in telling you. And I feel like emo, like when your emotions are high, you could be like, oh, well, why did you delay? Why did you delay? But I think the bottom line here is that Sierra did not, whatever the reason for the delay is, Sierra did not, um, accept his advances. And I think that should be respected more than 
um, the delay in trying to call her out for having ulterior motives, right? Like you could sit there and say, oh, you could try to play psychologist and try to figure out what was going through Sierra's mind, or you can judge the person's character and judge the person's actions and say, hey, this person did not do that. You know what I mean? And I just feel like um, Erica Mina walks around with this energy like Safari is hers. And it's like, he's not yours, right? Because even to women who aren't, who aren't her friends and who aren't as close to her, I see her react this strongly towards them. And it's like, back up, you know? So Erica's going to be Erica. Um, they're no longer friends and it, that's just how the cookie crumbles. It sucks that that's how it ended, but that's how it ended. Okay, so we all listen to the clip where Saucy Santana um, told DJ Academics to pull up. I'm not going to go back through that because we already spoke about it. So here DJ Academics is responding to Saucy Santana because Saucy Santana also, also, also did come out and told DJ Academics that he would um, have sex with him in his butt. Now, I think that things like this should, um, should be taken seriously when it is said. I do feel like um, it's like... <sighs> I just feel like, yes, you are a member of the LGBTQIA, but there should be, uh, there should be a line that, that we don't cross, right? Because imagine if D DJ Academics would have said to Saucy Santana, oh yeah, come and I'm gonna F you in the, like, F you in the ass. Like we wouldn't be kikiing about it. It would have been like, hold on, why would you, why would you even say that? You know, like, I just feel like if you're arguing with someone, argue with them, stick to the argument. However, trying to like, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but basically trying to belittle them, um, through things that you're saying, just, you just shouldn't do that. But let's listen to his reaction to Nishi Academics reaction. Everything we've talked about, but I've never cared about. I don't care what rapper got at me, bro. Ever. But like, really, there's certain shit I've always, I really don't fuck with in my life, and I would never do. But like, I gotta sit here and act like I know I'm in, I'm in America. I gotta sit here and just act like I don't fuck with certain shit. I would never like it. My nigga's so angry right now. He would have cried. <laughs> That's the type of angry. Right yo, now. yo, just please. I'm telling you, I I hate certain shit to to the soul of me. I, I can't. I, it, I'm only pretending because if I say want to. I want to say it, I will never be here for y'all, but that's not my content. But that's not my content. I don't want to be that person. I, I want to be the person who just have fun with y'all and some other shit. Everything we've talked about, bro. I've never cared about. I don't care what rapper got at me, bro. Okay. So this is what, this is where Saucy Tantana, I felt, crossed the line. This is what he had to say. Nigga, we dealing with right now. Pull up to your headquarters. Ha! 
headquarters. Headquarters. Niggas is in the streets. I want to meet in the road. Yo, headquarters. Nigga, what the fuck is somebody meeting you at your headquarters for? That's the problem. See, I think I'm starting to think that maybe this is your aesthetic. You do the fake internet shit. And then you and you sit in a room full of motherfucking cameras and try to make a bitch crash out. You know, that's like we're from the hood. Oh yeah, that's how you tell the bitch. Uh huh. Come in my house. Come in my house because I can do whatever I want to. I went out. You don't have to. Me and you can meet. We we, we want to meet you outside. I want to meet you outside. I don't want to pull up to no motherfucking headquarters, bitch. Corporate ass nigga. I don't want to pull up to no motherfucking headquarters. I want to meet you in the club. I want to meet you in the field. I want to meet you in the streets. I want to see you outside. Let's get active. Headquarters. Okay. All right. So, um. And I don't want to keep even pressing that we get on. We from the hood. Because we corporate too. We corporate too. Don't get it wrong. Bitches is cashing nice checks out this bitch. But we all know your motherfucking headquarters is giving 911. What's your emergency? Bitch, no. We're not doing that. We want to see you out the door. Outside in the motherfucking field, bitch. Fuck is you chatting about? Fuck is you talking about, Bitch. Body man, bitch ass nigga. Nobody not pulling up to no motherfucking headquarters. Think this bitch work for McDonald's or something? Stop motherfucking playing with me, bitch. We want to see you out the door, in the streets, in the field, in the streets, in the club. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere. Let, 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 let's get it on, bitch. That's what the fuck we want to do, bitch. And after I beat you, I'm gonna fuck you on your ass because you a bitch ass nigga. That's what we do to you. I don't want to keep even pressing that. We get on. We from do always motherfucking pressing. That's what you is sitting on that motherfucking couch. So you see the 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 comment there. That's what I was kind of waiting for. I was going to speak on it, but I didn't hear the comments. So I listened to get the comment. Oh yeah. So after I beat you, I'm gonna fuck you in the ass. So imagine what I wanted to do was I want you guys to imagine. Imagine DJ, DJ Academics, a straight man, right? And this is where I feel like the lines get blurred between the LGBTQIA and the straight community. And I think a lot of the times we as a straight community can't set our boundaries with the LGBTQIA community, whereas the LGBTQIA community can make whatever fucking boundaries they want to make, right? If DJ Academics, a straight man, decides to um, that he was going to get into an argument with a gay girl, right? And he knows that this girl is gay and not into men at all right and he's gonna be like oh yeah and after i'm gonna fuck you like people wouldn't people would have been like ew like why would you do that that she's a part of the, the 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 lesbian community and here we are not being respected as being a part of the lgbtqia because we have a straight men talking about having sex with this one blah 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 blah, blah. but then when incident incidents like this come up where we have a gay man saying threatening to do some real foul stuff like this is like some jail shit like threatening to do some real foul stuff like literally rape someone like you just literally threaten to rape him and we're laughing at that that's not a joke to me that's crossing my boundaries and I do feel like what DJ Academics says, and it doesn't, and I'm not a DJ Academics fan. I don't sit down and watch his podcast, nothing. I maybe see this man. Uh, this is my first time really speaking on him on on my entire channel. Um, and I barely even tune in. Right. Now, 
here we have him feeling like, whoa, like my my tradition, my belief, everything goes against the way that I've chosen to approach the LGBTQIA community. So to have one of yours literally threaten to rape me, like I can understand feeling that that pain and be like, hey, you know what? Because the thing is, you have to realize who men are, especially straight men. Like, and he's also in the field where if any, even though he's a straight man, if anything associates him with the LGBTQIA community, the la- the, the, la- the, the, the lashback that he's going to get is tremendous. So I just feel like, um, yes, this is a argument, and you know, for in arguments, there there may not no may not may not be any rules or guidelines and stuff like that. However, I do feel like there do needs to be some form of boundaries set in terms of what the LGBTQIA community can and cannot say to the straight community because there are a lot, a lot of fucking boundaries as to what the straight community can say about the LGBTQIA because like DJ Academic said, he can't get up on the mic and say how he really feel. So how is it okay for you to get up on here and threaten this man like that? Unacceptable. Unfucking acceptable. And I know I'm supposed to be playing nice in all of this. And I'm supposed to be playing nice because I did like decide that I was going to take the the podcast in a new direction to not you know bash celebrities and stuff like that but to more so like uplift them and stuff like that however I'm not uplifting that I'm not uplifting bad behavior I'm not anyway let's move on off of that um we are approaching the end of the show so we're almost done Right. So here it is an incident where a father and a son are shot and killed by their neighbor at an apartment down in New York. And this is what really stood out to me. This is why I really wanted to save this story was because it happened in my hometown, New York. Police say the neighbor was fed up of the noise. So let's listen to this incident. Oh, we can't listen to it, but um, let's watch it. So he comes out. The woman is trying. Is it the woman is trying to pull him back? The son is there. He has a scissor in his hand. The son is at the door. So let me see what what this story is. Neighbors, um, this is just devastating. A father and a son are dead after being fatally shot in an apartment building in New York City. The reason behind it allegedly their neighbor was fed up with the noise police said they were found on the fourth floor of a brooklyn apartment just after 10 30 p.m sunday their downstairs neighbor jason pass 47 was apparently irritated with the noise and went upstairs and shot and killed them in the hallway okay Family members identified the victim as 47-year-old Vladimir and his 27-year-old son, 
Chinway mode, Chinwa mode. One of the residents in the building, Marie, said the downstairs resident was banging on his ceiling and angrily about the noise coming from their apartment. She said an argument escalated before the suspect fired nine rounds at the victim in front of her 10-year-old child. Police had been looking for the suspect since the fatal shooting and found him Wednesday morning hiding out in his car. Was it fucking worth it? They established dialogue, spoke for a few minutes, and the man lunged at one of the officers, causing the officer to fire for their own safety. A number of officers discharged their weapon, um, NYPD Chief of Department Jeffrey said. NYPD Chief of Patrol John said, while a hostage negotiation team was on its way, officer on the scene tried to talk to pass for 15 minutes before they were forced to shot him three times in the chest once in the leg he basically was saying he what was happening today was not going to end well okay so i don't know what frame of mind this guy is um jason pass is in i do feel like he he had to have been in a really really bad bad frame of mind right because here the guy is and then he grabs for his gun he grabs for his gun so basically him and and a guy they're arguing they have the woman trying to de-escalate that's where God put us here on the earth for a reason. The woman is literally dragging the man to de-escalate the situation. And um, he literally lose his, loses his life. He literally loses his life. Now, if anyone knows, I don't know about any other states because I haven't lived in any other states. I've only lived in Jamaica outside of living in New York. And in Jamaica, we just had a house. Um, so for those of you who don't really know too much about New York, New York, we have these apartments that are super expensive, overcrowded, um, small, some of them small as fuck. Um, but if you aren't dealing with the issue of the apartment being small as fuck, you do encounter the issue of, the the person being upstairs right they're like running they may have kids they're playing music you you will encounter those things but any normal person would understand that that's just that just comes with living with people like where i live in new york i don't have to i live on the top floor so i don't have to worry about the the stomping noises and stuff like that from like tables moving and stuff like that however i live in a neighborhood where people play music all around like when i say i'm literally podcasting right now at five o'clock in the morning because if I try to do this, like, later on in the day, there's going to be music playing from some which direction. And you just have to kind of accept where you live and learn to work around it. And I think all New Yorkers kind of understand that. It's like, okay, I have to get in where I fit in. 
right? And yeah, sometimes people will call cops about the noise and stuff like that, but it's like, it's normal. It's really, really normal to experience these things. So to see someone lose, two people lose their life because of this. And then it what what really um, told me that this guy was in a bad shape of mind, the person who, of course, shot and killed the man and his son for the noise is because when the police officers approach him now, he's like, still being defensive so it's like no you got something going on in 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 your life that you gotta kind of figure it the fuck out but yeah um i think that's it for today let me just check on something real quick okay so no, what I really wanted to show you guys, and it's crazy because I'm not seeing it here, but I really, really, really didn't want to show it to you guys. This one, uh, it's not coming up. Okay. So you know what? Let me just try to find it another way. Oops, I'm spelling this thing wrong. Okay, so we have this blog called Spiritual World. Oh, where the fuck am I? I can't even, I'm not gonna be able to find this thing. All right, you know what? Oh, no, I ended up back on the Explore page. That's why. I really, really want you guys to see this thing. That's why I'm, like, even doing it. Okay. Let me see. It was basically, let me just explain it to you guys while I look for it. Because I want to show you guys, just to show you that I'm not, like, lying. Hey, no, this was from October 12th. I'm not going to be able to find this freaking thing. Because I'm pretty sure they post many times. So, anyway, I'll just, um, what I'll do is I'll just read it for you guys. Like, don't worry. I got you. Okay? So, basically, according to to a study by Randall Bell making your bed every morning it makes you 206% more likely to become a millionaire that one gesture of waking up in the morning spreading your bed makes you not a hundred percent not twenty percent not two percent more likely but two hundred and six you have a, a higher percent chance of becoming a millionaire now I don't know how factual um this is but it is something that I came across and I definitely wanted to to show it to you guys. Now we've done a very, very lengthy show today. And um I don't really mind, but I know that you know we are just starting off the podcast. So maybe we a lot of people aren't like tuning in. But you know, 
we show up and eventually people will tune in. But let's close out our podcast because I got to start my morning and I got to get baby girl ready and deal with Chelsea and a whole bunch of other stuff. So let's close out our podcast by um, revisiting our quote of the day. And the quote of the day is your time is limited, limited. So don't waste time living someone else's life. And that is by Steve Jobs. So don't waste time living someone else's version of success. Something that also came to mind um, with this quote is you have a, um, like, been like living you were like been living your life and then as you're living your life you see that someone may be inspired by you or something and they're like following and doing every single thing that you do um I feel like it's in situations like that where that person may not have clarity on where they want to go. So don't be that person that, you know, you have a friend or you have um, someone that you look up to, like even on the Internet, like even these Instagram bodies and stuff like like all the, the Instagram models with the bodies with all, with all, all of these things going on we can be in, influenced by them and we're like oh I want to be like her what did she do to be where she's at I want to this is who I want to be like and blah, blah blah and it just it just it the it distracts you from your own journey from your own path so um yeah Let's not make that happen to us today. Decide to be authentic and walk down your own path. We all are clueless any fucking way. We don't know what we're doing. But anyway, um, thanks for sitting with me. For those of you who sat through the entire thing. And for those of you who popped in, popped out. Hey, guys. This is Chat with KST. I am your girl, K, And we. I will see you tomorrow. Bye.